Greetings, and thanks for tuning in to the Hooks Baseball Podcast. This is Michael Coffin speaking. On the show, we'll check in with Astros first base coach and former Hooks manager Omar Lopez. But first, we visit with catching prospect and LSU product Michael Papirski. Drafted by the Astros in the ninth round in 2017, Papirski ranked among the Carolina League leaders last year in walks and on base average and has really impressed behind the plate during his brief pro tenure. We asked the six foot three, 218 pound switch hitter if he was getting into a routine at Whataburger Field, the Astros training outpost in Corpus Christi. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, you know, you come out here, enjoy the day, uh, get your work in, get a little game in, play, go back to the hotel, chill, and do it all again. Um, you know, it's a grind, it's a grind. Um, we come out here every day and, you know, work hard, do your thing. I imagine it's a grind, particularly for you catchers. What, 18 pitchers uh, here in camp at the alternate site? Right. Uh, this, this is a lot of work for you guys. Uh, it's all right. It's not bad. Um, someone's got to do it. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy coming out here every day, trying to get the pitchers better, get ready to, uh, you know, if they get the call to the big leagues or whatever that may be, um, just coming out here and trying to make them better. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I will. Some of the guys that you've seen pitching here at the ballpark, uh, is anybody in particular that stands out that, that really has some good stuff and has improved maybe from the end of last year to this year? Um, I wouldn't, I, I'm not gonna, you know, uh, pick somebody out, but everybody looks like they are ready to, you know, contribute to the big league team and get W's for the Astros, you know, the, the, the end all, you know, game. Speaking about live pitching, you know, it, it was at a premium early in camp with just guys building up. How much of a challenge was that for you to stay sharp as a hitter, you know, having to, to go without those live BPs or these inner squads that you guys are doing right now? Right. Um, it wasn't easy, but, um, you know, you go to – you try to stay off the machine as much as possible. Um, you know, turn the velo up on the machine and, you know, throw curveballs, throw changeups, you know, do what you can do. Um, hit on the field if you can. But obviously, you know, in the pandemic you had to stay safe. So we had to come out, um, you know, be safe and – be smart, but obviously get your work in if you can. And I just stayed off the machine as much as possible. You mentioned the shutdown. Obviously, it's a it's a challenge to stay sharp as a hitter. In terms of a catcher, it, it's really tough to stay game ready, right? Because you're relying on on some live pitching that you're not really receiving during right, that right. shutdown. Um, I was, you know, fortunate enough to. There was a couple pitchers down in. Uh, I was in Baton Rouge. Um, for the pandemic and there was a couple pitchers that were throwing and you know staying in shape um, a couple pro guys and then a couple college guys as well um, so I was you know fortunate enough to catch them and we got a couple live ABs towards the end uh, you know once we kind of heard what was uh, the plan and stuff like that. One of the hallmarks for you offensively at least in your, your brief pro career and even going back to LSU has been your, your strike zone discipline uh, you know getting on base working some walks has that come? Has that always come easily for you, or do you, th do you think it's an added benefit being a catcher and, and being behind the plate all the time? I think a little bit um, of both, but um, you know I've worked at it. And um, coming up, um, I had a I had a coach, Jared Kutnick, and he always you know preached the strike zone, control the strike zone, this that. So um, you know from day one with him, 
it was control the strike zone, get your pitch to hit, and don't miss it. What are some of the things you're working on right now from a hitting standpoint? Um, just staying back, um, staying in my back leg, and you know, just barreling balls as much as possible. That's uh, you know the name of the game. You can't control it once you uh, once it comes off the bat. So just trying to barrel the baseball up the middle and just trying to barrel it. Knowing you guys are so close to the big leagues, uh, you know, anything could happen on, on a given night where you might be called in. In fact, you were a member of the Astros taxi squad right. on that first road trip. What was that experience like? It was cool. It was cool to be with the guys, be in the locker room, catch the big league pitchers. Um, you know, hit, I got to hit on uh, Anaheim. That was cool. But, um, you know, you still got to, you still got to, you know, get your work in um, and just trying to be one of the guys and, you know, trying to make a little mark for yourself. But uh, when in doubt, you know, go in, work hard, and, you know, do your stuff. Well, you got a, a big buddy in that clubhouse and Alex Bregman. What's that relationship been like for you, just knowing that he's there and, and somebody that you can talk to anytime? It's awesome. It's awesome. He's uh, one of the nicest persons I've ever, person I've ever met in my life. Um, you know, he'll do anything for anybody. He works his butt off. I've never seen somebody work harder. Uh, he goes in every day ready to, you know, perform, do the best, try to make the Astros better, have, help them win. Um, I can't thank him enough for what uh, he's done for me, but, you know, able to look up to him, like you said, and have someone there is uh, pretty cool. Sticking with the LSU theme, you didn't sign with Toronto because you wanted to go and, and compete for, for a national championship, and, and you guys certainly did that. Uh, looking back on, on your career at LSU, uh, how has that uh, informed you and, and kind of shaped the player that you are right now? Um, like you said, you know, shaped the player. Uh, Coach Maneri was awesome. He helped me so much. He, you know, he would get on your butt, do your, you know, you know, make make sure you uh, you heard him. And um, I can't thank him enough for that. You know, telling you, hey, you need to do this, do this, and you know, he's made me a, a better player, a better person. Um, and you know, up and down the line for the coaches, they've all they all helped me so much. And Sean Ochinko was actually my catching coach, my junior year, and he helped me uh, a bunch as well, uh, behind the plate and hitting. So that was very, very, very good experience. In, in 2017, you were the first player in College World Series history to to hit a home run from both sides of the plate in, yeah. in the same game. How often do you look back on that on that night, that afternoon? Um, I try not to. Um, I try to look forward, you know, always go forward. But every once in a while, it'll pop up. And it's pretty cool to see the, you know, hit one lefty and then hit one righty. Uh, how, how long have you been switch hitting? Since I was eight. You know, my dad, um, he made me hit off the tee righty. I'm naturally righty. So I'd hit off the righty, then hit lefty, hit righty, hit lefty. We actually have a cage in our basement. So we would go down every night and, you know, goof around down there. And it stuck. Your big guy was, did you always want to catch? growing up <laughs> I uh, I played short for a while and then my dad said hey uh, I think you're gonna be too slow so he said uh, let's try behind home plate and from then on I uh, I love being back there I love you know helping the pitchers get better you know watching the hitters this that uh, you're involved in every play everybody's looking at you so you know you have to have a positive attitude all the time and um, I just enjoy being back there how much do you think you've grown as a catcher you know, since you joined the Astros organization, getting to work with guys like Mark Beetle Bailey, I mean, a lot of resources you have access to right now. Right. It's awesome. Um, Stassi was actually a very good friend of mine. Yeah. Um, 
and talking with him in the offseason was very beneficial. Um, I got to talk to McCann about calling the game, and uh, obviously Beetle has helped a lot, but not only the catching guys, the pitching coaches have helped, um, you know, calling the game, what, what pitch you should go off of this pitch, and, you know, stuff like that, but um, the Astros organization have been awesome. I think last year, 900-some-odd chances, you had one error. Do you remember the play? What's up with that? No, I don't. I don't. It was probably a throwing error, though. It was probably a throwing error. Well, you've, you've done a nice job controlling that running game. What's the secret for you in terms of excelling in that department? Uh, I would put it on the pitchers. Um, you know, they they control the game. They, they you know, if they hold the runners and they give me a chance, uh, that's all I can ask for. So I would definitely put it on them uh, for doing a very good job with that. That's Astros catching prospect Michael Papierski. And now a conversation with former hook skipper, the 2018 Texas League Manager of the Year, and now Astros first base coach in his first season in the big leagues, Omar Lopez. We pick up the convo with Omar commenting on the strange nature of walk-off celebrations during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you, Jefe, uh, for this opportunity one more time. Um, really, really was, was kind of... Uh, it was it, it was a lot of expectations uh see how we want to celebrate a walk off at the plate around the plate uh for the first time because you know i mean with the whole covid 19 protocols we're not allowed to uh i mean we have to keep the social distancing so it was kind of funny and and, and every win that we are uh we're we're having in, in our clubhouse we're celebrating the way that uh that this team has been celebrating every single win with the music, uh, with a little bit of a speech of, uh, of, of the leader of the team and, and giving the, like, the ball to the uh, MVP of the game and, you know, and congratulate by clapping whoever uh, did a great job, whoever deserved the, the MVP of the game. And uh, it's been good. It's been good. It's been, it's been much better uh, lately. Um, and uh, it's obvious that uh, the team is, is putting a lot of pieces together. Uh, we all know, uh, and especially the people that, that are, are inside, that uh, the preparation for every team, and especially us, uh, wasn't, in, you know, wasn't properly. Uh, when, when we say properly, it's just not because we didn't do everything we could uh, to put a team, uh, our best team uh, foot forward. Uh, for the opening day, just we didn't play enough games, just a scrimmage game. We didn't have enough time to build up our pitchers, so it took like a ten games, ten something games, uh, ten plus games to to see uh, what we're watching right now from the from the Astros. Well, you've been evaluating teams for a long time, and just the the fact that you know in the downturn for the Astros with the the slow start to the year. The fact that it was all those one-run losses, extra-inning losses, did that kind of soften the blow a little bit, knowing that, that, that you guys are in every single ball game? A little bit. A little bit, but not much. I mean, the good thing about these guys is they, 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 knew, they knew that uh, they had a chance to, to win some games by not being in, in the right shape and good shape in all terms in general. Uh, but uh, still, you know, like, like – <clears throat> Like we had a chance, and but the day, the next day, they 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 show up at the field, and get some extra BP, extra, some extra work, in order to trying to get as much as quickly we can, uh, in shape at the plate, defensively, and everything. Uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't really 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 uh, really easy 
take those losses, you know, by one run, by losing Osuna, by losing a lot of our veteran play, veteran pitchers uh, or guys with experience on, on, on the pen. And then the young guys have to step up uh, for the first time in the big leagues by, by pitching the year before in low A, high A, uh, double A, some of them in triple A. And, and, and even for them, it, it, it was like a, like a make an adjustment right away. And, and thanks God, there was no fans on the field in order <laughs> uh, for them to not get more pressure, you know, a little bit more pressure. So, uh, and, 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 and it didn't, it didn't um, like, to answer your question, it didn't affect much. Obviously, by, by watching some more guys, like not able to produce at the right time because the slowest star uh, that some of them had uh, is it's been it's it's been a little bit of challenge for every one of them. But we 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 knew, like I said, we knew. I mean, in, in a regular normal spring training, those kids, those guys, they 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 take sixty to sixty plus at bats, uh, sometimes eighty in spring training in order to be ready for a, a full season, for 162 games. Uh, and we not even take 30 in, in between the scrimmage games and, and the two exhibition games in, in, in Kansas City. So by now, it's close to get 100 at-bats. And, and I think the guys already start to show some, um, some um, positive uh, 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 ways at the plate and, and also on the pitching side. Well, and you bring up a good point. And every time I would go to spring training, you would hear some comments about how spring training is 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 too long. And I think we're starting to to understand why spring training is is you know the way it is. Did you kind of foresee some of these issues happening ahead of time, saying guys just aren't going to have enough time to get ready, ready, whether it's timing at the plate or whether it's just these pitchers being fully built up? Yeah, Hefe, Remember, this is this is this is not not a common situation that we live in right now. I mean, they're never, they're never, they, they, they don't even know how to, how to adjust. How am I going to prepare now with this? I prepared myself in the off season very hard for two and a half months, three and a half months to be ready in February. And then I start to build up my, my, my swing, my, 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 my arm, my, my physical, not my, 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 my physical condition, because that's why they work hard in the off season. So, and then they did it. And then almost 10 days to go. Um, we're, we were about to break camps, and then the COVID-19 shows up. They shut down everything. So for them, it was like, uh, okay, what are we, what we are going to do at home? How do I going to prepare myself? Yeah, I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep running. and I'm going to keep doing this, but I'm not allowed to leave home. I got to stay at home. So I got to be creative and, and build up some indoor cages or something um, uh, in, in my backyard or something like that. So it, it wasn't the same. And then quick turnaround right away for 60 season, 60 season games. And then two weeks only to show up and in, 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 in for sprint training 2.0. And then only 20 days to be ready. Not, not much activity uh, in terms of games. Um, in a regular sprint training, uh, Jefe, um, our everyday players, they start when the, when the games start uh, the first week. The first week they play one game, five innings, one game, two at bats every two days, okay. And then the second, the second, the second week you go up by the same days, every two days, but you go now seven innings. And then the next, the third week of the games you go every other day seven innings, 
towards the last week of the spring training, that's when you start to play back-to-back days, seven or nine innings or vice versa, nine and seven innings day off, and then you start to build up those guys to start to play every day. You know what I'm saying? So now here it was it was totally, totally different. And for them to get to the field, the whole protocol, it gets to their brain, to their to their mind, you know? Like 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 a big challenge from the mental standpoint for them in order to adjust and realize that this is what we're living and this is what we have to do. But uh, it takes time. It takes time, Hefe, even for us as a coaches, that w- w- we have a little bit more experience on different uh, uh, phases of our life. But uh, for them, it's been a big, big challenge. And, and it's not only the Astros. It's the entire baseball. Look at the amount of injuries that the baseball have right now. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot because they wasn't prepared, fully prepared. Tightness, muscles, uh, arms. Some of the guys got 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 scared, afraid, got some fear right away when they step on the field and see the whole uh, intangible stuff, very uh, very rare and weird, and they decided to opt out. You know, sure. uh, because their family, because their kids, some of them, their their wife are pregnant. Some of the, some of them, they had, they just have a baby. So it's, it's it's been a big challenge that the people outside the ballpark, regardless regardless all the situation that has been going on with the whole country, the whole world, the people don't don't notice, don't don't know that, don't don't realize all the sacrifice that everyone that that goes to the ballpark are doing on the on the on the daily basis. That's a very good point. Speaking with Astros first base coach and former hook skipper Omar Lopez. F.A., you, you mentioned it earlier about uh, all the injuries to the Astros pitching staff and the young guys that are that are coming up and, and, and getting guys out in the big leagues. And, you know, one guy who's throwing today, Brandon Belak, we're recording this on, on Monday the 17th. But guys out of that bullpen like Anoli Paredes, Andre Scrub, you had these guys last year in Corpus Christi. I wonder, are you doing double takes in the dugout saying, am I flashing back to last year, seeing them out there? on a big league mound, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. That, that's especially about a week ago. I was, I was not, 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 not a week ago. Uh, it was like a couple of weeks ago when I was able to coach first, I was in first base and, and I got a, at the end of the dugout right away. Like there's, you know, the, the, the seats right there. It was Bilak sitting up there. It was Fran Valdez. It was Christian Javier sitting up there. And Scrub was in the bullpen, and then Johan Ramirez was in the, on the mound by the Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, I was, I was, I got goosebumps on my, <laughs> on my skin. I was excited to see all those guys at the same time, and it was like a flashback, you know, like yeah, excited, yeah. proud of those kids, and like, like you don't believe it, you couldn't believe it. It was like an, like I don't know how to express my feelings, but it was it was it was it was really 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 good, and and I'm just glad that uh that God gave me the privilege and the bless to to be able to be on the field uh, at the same time with a lot of boys that uh that I just had it a couple of years ago for back to back years. And 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 in contrast to that, seeing guys that, that you haven't had in a while, the Alex Bregmans, the George Springers. The, the Jose Altuve's what's it like to get to get to the big leagues see those guys in their element and 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 contrast that with the memories that you had way back when when they were kids in the minors 
really cool. At times we uh we've been sitting having a lunch, uh, you know, obviously with the social distancing that we had inside in uh in the clubhouse, but uh we kinda go back and 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 and, and remember 20, 2015 in Lancaster with Alex Bregman when he got called up from from Quack Cities from Midwest Lee and then Altuve in Venezuela. We all we almost talk about um uh remember trying to remember all the coaches, all the players that we had long time ago in 20, 2006, 2027, something like that. Uh and 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 not twenty seven, yes, twenty seven in Venezuela. Uh, it's been great. It's been great. Obviously, they're more mature. They're more men's now. They're not babies anymore. And uh, the conversations are, are really good. And, and, and it's an exciting situation for me. Um, like, like I told, I, I think I told uh, the other day, Julia to Julia. I said, Julia, um, I like the numbers. I like the data. And I think I'm good at that, I, as far as I know. But I don't know how many coaches in baseball have the privilege to uh, spend uh, many years in a row with the same same organization and get to the big leagues with the same organization, and and being able to see a lot of the guys that uh, that went through uh, your hands or my hands in this case, and at the same time and and that makes me feel like like com- comfortable, you know, comfortable that I'm that I'm that I, that I'm not gonna have any hesitation to to uh, to talk to them to let them know something about that I think they need to keep doing it or, or something like that or vice versa they feel comfortable to come to me and talk to me when they're feeling that they need somebody to talk well and and, and you bring up Altuve and um, you know you you mentioned the fact that uh, you, you were his first skipper in the Venezuelan summer league and do you reflect I know you're, you're quick to pass off credit to guys you know Al Padrique and and, and all the the different folks that had a hand in, in, in getting him to the States and making him a Houston Astro with regards to Altuve. But do you often think back about, about that day when you're literally lobbying for him to be included on the roster over the phone? I mean, this is, it, it's crazy to think how, you know, little decisions here and there can add up to a, to a hall of famer's career. Yeah. I mean, uh, actually he, he didn't, he, he didn't know, that part of it, when we have the conference call, and I told them about a couple of weeks ago, I said, "So, Altuve, there is something that you don't know because, I mean, actually, when we were talking about that, uh, Alex Bregman was on the table too, and we were kind of remember all those, those 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 days, those years, and and he didn't re- he didn't know that, and I told him, not not what I did, it's just how the process was for him, for him to put in on a plane." Uh, with a working visa after one year at the Venezuelan Summer League, you know, not 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 what we did because it was a collectively collectively effort between me, Pablo Torrealba, and Al Patrick at the same time that we have to fight for for a guy like they weren't they were they were not able to see to see him play to watch him play that Summer League in Venezuela and and, and thanks God you know like we opened we opened uh, 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 Ricky Bennett uh, uh, eyes right there, right there, and making and making make the decision to bring Altuve, and then after that Altuve take the rest. You know. Yeah. Well, and 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 you have a unique perspective on this stuff, and and uh, you know obviously he's been struggling right now, has has put together some better at bats uh, down in mm-hmm. the order, and mm-hmm. I was I wasn't exactly surprised when Dusty Baker relayed the story of Jose coming to him and saying, hey drop me down. I'm not helping the team right now. 
this, this he's just the ultimate teammate. Well, I mean, what's your what's your take on that, Hefe? Yeah, that's 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 Altuve's approach. That's Altuve's approach the entire his entire life. He likes to play the game. He likes to he loves this game more than I don't I don't I'm not saying more than his family, but I, I mean the game is 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 right there on the top three, and and he likes to win. He loves to win. He hates when we when when we when when we lose any game when we lost for any reason. He he don't want to talk anybody about because he's not happy going home because we lost the game or he didn't produce. And he knows uh, the 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 role that he got on, the, on in, in the team, and that's why he sacrificed himself. And that's telling you right there that this kid doesn't have any ego. This kid is one of the humblest kid in baseball. Okay, that when he put uh, he put his he put on the side whatever people think, like because he was the MVP, he was this, he's been doing this, he's been doing that. But no, I gotta hit second or third, no matter what. No, no, this kid um, is going through a, a tough situation lately, like you said, putting some good AVs, a- uh, but he, re- he, he decided to, to go into uh, Dusty's office uh, and uh, making, making, you know, like move him, move him down in, in the lineup uh, to, uh, to kind of notice like the situation and sacrifice himself. What make Altuve go into a, a uh, Dossie's office and said that who told him or who kind of make him like see uh, the whole situation who I don't know no I, I have no idea he might he might so, someone talk to him about that at home his wife uh, his dad and say hey I want you to do this I want you to do that and make him think about it and he reflects and say yeah I think I, I need to be a little bit like less pressure and this and, and these guys are doing better are doing good on the daily basis and, and they need to move up and have to go down. So I did it because he knows he knows he, the team needs him. And this is the best time that he, his team needs him in order to sacrifice himself to, for the team. This kid is, is, is that's why he's approached. And, 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 and he's, been, he's been doing good in all his career, entire career, because he always loved the game and enjoyed to play the game. He doesn't think much about any other stuff when he's on the field. Well, and you and Carlos Correa go a long way back as well. Uh, he's off to a, a tremendous start this season offensively. And, and you really, the question is, if, if he stays healthy, he's going to be quite the force out there. And, and I, I just want to get your take on, on being able to watch him play shortstop every day once again. Are you, en- are you enjoying that? Man, man, Carlos, I, I spend more time with Carlos than Altuve, and obviously, Altuve was a long time ago, his first year in, in, in Venezuela Summer League. I was a rookie coach, rookie manager, in, in the same way that all those kids were in Venezuela. <clears throat> um, playing his first year as a pro, I was my, probably my third or fourth year as a, as a professional coach too, learning a lot of stuff. But uh, 2012 uh, was the first time that I have Carlos towards the end of the season in Apili. And then 2013, I had Carlos all year long. Man, and some 10 lands, my colors were in that team. That team was, was solid, Hefe. That team. That team was loaded. Loaded. And and I remember one of the just I don't want to change the subject, but one of the the, the the front office guys, I don't remember. He said, and I didn't notice this. I didn't, you know, because I don't pay attention to those, those stuff. He said, 
Omar, how do you feel have 20 something plus million dollars in signing bonus in your team? And I was like, what? Who's that? And then I got Carlos, I got Rio Reese, I got Lance That's McCullers, Davinsky, Bobby Wartering, uh, uh, Oscar Hernandez, Tony Kemp. Uh, we got on a trade, Henry Vasquez. Uh, it was, it was, uh, who, who else we got? We got Davinsky, we got, yeah, we got Lance McCullers, we got Mark Appel. We got Mark Appel too. So it was Vince Velasquez. It was it was a crazy team. But Carlos, since day one, Hefe, since day one that I that I was able, that I got the privilege and, and the bless that know this kid, man, he's the same guy, same guy in terms of maturity, discipline, and the way that he go about his business is amazing. Since he he since he were 19 years old. 19 years old, 18, 19 years old, the same kid, professional, hard worker, disciplined, takes serious every single stuff. He also have fun on the field. He enjoy what he does. He's a smart kid, a smart kid that always looking for anything to improve. He's an amazing kid. Well, and, and to finish your point on sure. the, uh, the 2013 River Bandits who posted 81 wins, you had uh, Brett Phillips on that team, uh, Rio oh, yeah. Ruiz, who you mentioned, John Singleton, Tony Kemp, Teoscar Hernandez, Mr. Correa, and then uh, yeah. hey, Jaren Lowe was on that team. That's a that's a name from way back when. And how about Josh Hader along with Devo? Josh uh, Hader, yes, yeah, I forgot that? about Josh Hader. How about, how about Josh Hader? I have he's, a only, pretty, he's only pretty... striking out sixteen per nine in the big leagues. Nothing to to sniff at. Yeah, I have a pretty good story. Um, uh, that playoff because um, the playoff, the, you know, in Midwest League, you have to go through two series in order to get to the finals, okay? And uh, we play the first series against uh, Minnesota Twins. Basically, Minnesota Twins that year, it was it's the team that is right now in the big, league, in the, the big leagues. Rosario, Sano, uh, Byron Buxton, uh, a lot of prospects. That team was loaded too. So we we swept them. We best of three. We won two in a row, and then we went to play against Beloit Oakland A's, and uh, the, basically part of the team that is in the big right now. Also Matt Olson, Maxwell by that by uh, those guys. They, there was Pine, uh, Pinder. It was a lot of guys. They're they're in the big right now, and um, so we 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 beat them in best of three. We won. Uh, we won two. We, we didn't sweep them. We went one on one, and then we ended up winning in Beloit. But I remember, I remember in Beloit, we won the first one, the first game at home. We lost the second one in Beloit, and then usually our farm director by that time, Quinto McCracken, he always make all the managers like make the next day having a meeting with the team. And, and go through about the plus and minus of the game, the pluses and minuses of the game. You know, the good things, the bad things, you know, the, right. the stuff that we need to focus or whatever. And I told my, my hitting coach, Joel Chimelis and Dave Borkowski by that time, and I said, you know you know what, guys? Um, I'm not going to talk about anything about the game from yesterday's game. This is our, this is our game. If, we, if, we, if, we, if we, we lost this game, we're going home. If we, if we win, obviously, we're going to the finals. So, and then, you know, I, I, I kind of talk a little bit about motivation, you know, like, like you know, thanks for everything. You guys are doing a really good job. Don't try to do too much, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I said, anybody have anything to say? And then I turned around, coaches didn't say anything. And Carlos Correa stand up. 
stand up and said, hey, boys, there is a lot of Hall of Fame. There is a lot of celebrity coaches, celebrity big ex-big leaguers that they didn't have the privilege to, to, to have a ring in the minors. They never had a ring, not even in the big leagues, not even. In, and, and we're in a position to, to be in a spot that we can, we can have one. We came here to win, and we're not, we're not going to go back home. We work extremely hard all year long, and we earn it. So we need to win today. It's not acceptable to, 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 to lose today. He said that. Wow. Boom. That's all you need to Heaven. know right there. Boom. Right there. And then you there. guys Boom. went out and won it all. Yeah, we, went, we won that night. We celebrated in Beloit. And then we, we faced uh, uh, South Bend, uh, D-backs by that time. And we never, we never took a day off. We never took a day off uh, uh, in between series. Players want to keep practice because we have the momentum. But when we have to go to South Bend, there was no, no, no way that we can practice. We got to take a day off. So Quinto McCracken to, uh, went to uh, – we went to Toys R Us. Remember that store? I remember. Toys R Us. Yeah. I remember that and he, store. And he he bought he bought a plane, he bought a a bus, and he bought a you know those 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 little sets of, of bowling balls you know yeah. when, you know yeah. uh-huh. you know you you threw the ball and you could strike right right and and then we went to Kinkos to laminate some some names and put bus plane this. <laughs> And, and, and then he, he invited me to a dinner, and that day he said, Q, what are you doing? I said, okay, Omar, tomorrow when you talk to your team. I mean, because we, that was, that's when we come back, when we when we come, we're already back from South Bend. It was two games. It was best of five. We won two, and we got two in South Bend. So now, now we're going home. And we have an off day in the middle. That's when we did all this stuff. And then, Omar, tomorrow when you talk to your team, you're going to let them know. I say, hey, you know, you, you kind of presented your, 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 your motivational meeting. And then you're going to set this, basically something like that. I would like to know who's going to be, because we're going to win today. We're going home today. We're going. We're going to sweep this team today. You, you have to have conviction and make sure they they know from the bottom of your heart that you're that we're gonna win today, and you need to know who's gonna take back home, who's gonna be the pilot of the plane to go to take the kids home, and whoever is not getting a plane, who's gonna be in the bus to take everyone everyone home, and who's gonna be the pitcher that is gonna throw strikes. You know what I'm saying? You know the whole thing, the sure. bus, the plane, and right away. Carlos stand up and say, no, the real risk. I'll get the, I'm, I'm going to be the pilot. I'll take everybody home. <laughs> and then, and then Correa said, I'll get, I'll get the bus. I like to drive. <laughs> and then Josh Hayden st- step up and he said, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy that throws strikes because I'm the starting pitcher. And he said, you know what? You know what, guys? Give me one run. Give me one, give me one single run. Just one run. I'll take the rest. How about that? He he threw seven shutouts. How about that? Gives and you then chip, we use uh, yes, and then we use Lamson for one inning, and then Andrew Walter that he gave up the only run in that series 
we were up for the one, three, one, something like that, and we ended up winning, and we swept, uh, we swept uh, the 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 South Bend Silver well, Hudson that day. And I, you and had I, access to some great guys, but that's kind of been your mo uh, in the you know the twelve years as a, a minor league manager, and and now you're twenty second in the Astros organization, just getting the most out of these guys because it truly is a grind, you know, to play one hundred and forty games in, in 150 days or whatever whatever it is um, and obviously it translated to double a manager of the year but but now here you are in the big leagues after such a long journey and and you're uh, you're in the middle of this talented staff the likes of, of Dusty Baker and Brett Strom and Joe Espada what's it like working with these guys on a on an everyday basis Omar there is a, there is a lot of hours of, of work in baseball right there <laughs> it's a lot of experience. Gary it's a Pettis. Lot of experience. Yeah, and I didn't even mention Gary Pettis. Gary Pettis was Gary Pettis was uh, the base running and outfield base running base running yes base running and outfield coordinator with the White Sox when uh when I got to the states my first year. So were you were you the speedster on that club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was he I your was star the pupil? Yeah, that was in the minors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he was he was the guy. So it's it's been great. It's been great, like learning as much as I can from this level. The way that they uh, they operated every single day. Uh, big list is a little bit different. You just just you need to make some adjustments, like like everyone else, and and make sure uh, you do you prepare and and everything what they 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 give you the responsibility. But. Uh, be around those guys and, and be close to them. For me, just listening, listening, learn, and, and ask questions. Ask questions. Ask uh, anything that comes up to your mind to Joe Spot as well, that he's been helping me a lot too, that he's probably, uh, you know, out of the group, uh, uh, you know, like one of the youngest coaches right there, but uh, uh, close to my age as well too. But he's been in the big leagues for – 11 years so he also he also have a lot of experience too so the combination the combo right there between uh legend like dusty baker joe spada stromy gary pettis chris aspire as well too yeah and uh and 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 on top of that the babies on the big leagues um josh miller uh troy sneaker that was my hitting coach in double a you know that in corpus uh, Christi, yeah. 2018 mike football coach myself, of the year yeah, AC Tron, Vern, all those guys. It's been it's been great being around those guys because, like I said, I know them, and they make me feel part of it. Like like I belong to be there. Like uh, I was there for for a long time before I get there for my first time. Well, it looks like you've been there for a long time, and I know everybody in Corpus Christi is is so proud to to watch you on TV every night. And uh, and Omar, we really appreciate you taking the time to do this today, bud. No, thank you, thank you, Hefe. And I would like to take, uh, I would like to take an an, uh, an advantage of this opportunity because, like you said, the the, the all the people in, in Corpus Christi, all the fans, all the kids that that we went through uh, baseball camps. There's been a lot of people that sending me sending me text text messages, uh, you know, uh, posting something on Instagram for myself, and and that really made me feel really good. It seems like. Uh, uh, Omar Lopez with the whole crew, the whole coaching staff, got to their community, got to the fans really, really good, and that's the that's the bottom line for me. Like the fans, you know, get to get get get, get feel comfortable and get to know 
what we got and and how we operate on the single on on the daily basis and and thank you for all the support. That's Astros first base coach Omar Lopez. A big thanks to Omar and catcher Michael Papirski for joining us on the show. Stay up to date with the Hooks Baseball podcast by subscribing at your favorite podcast purveyor. For all of us at 734 Eastport Avenue, this is Michael Coffin saying so long and thanks for listening to the Hooks Baseball podcast.